Welcome to the Christology Podcast, Jesus at the Center. My name is Minister Ty, and I'm here with my very special friend, um, such a great guy. His name is Dave Nielsen. How are you doing, sir? Good, my brother. Uh, they call me Dave, but who I really am is how I answer the question, who is Jesus? Amen. I had Amen. That prepared. <laughs> Say that again? I had that prepared. <laughs> Say it again so I can. They call me Dave Nielsen, but who am I really? Who I really am is how I answer the question with my life, who is Jesus? Nice, That's nice. who I am. Awesome. Our identity is found in Christ, and we're going to kind of get into that. But let me say something about Dave. Dave hates when I talk about him. I guess I hate when he talks about me, so. Yeah. Like, we're just going to spend, uh, <laughs> we're just going to do it. I don't care. Look, Dave is that guy who's always there for you. since From the beginning of time, man, he's there for a lot of people, man. Since I've known him, he's like, where are you headed? Yeah, I'm headed to Charleston. I'm headed here. We're doing, you know, we're doing this for somebody. We're doing this for somebody. And that's what the gospel of Christ, that's what a gospel of Christ is, man. Yeah. Helping people. And that's so amazing. We went to West Virginia. Let's go ahead and talk about that now. Went to West Virginia to help a just wonderful man named Brian. Uh, he's dealing with, um, I don't know if he minds. Stage four esophageal cancer. Yeah, he's dealing with stage four. Post-stage four, he's in hospice. Yeah, he's in hospice, and we went up there and we prayed for him. You know, I, I posted on my Facebook, look, I still believe Jesus is a healer. I mean, I still believe he's a healer. I know he's a healer because my personal life, he's healed me, you know, a long time ago. So we went up there, we prayed for Brian, we prayed the prayer of faith, we gave it to God, man, and we just did so much. But what shocked me the most was, man, this guy was his attitude on life, man. I said, let me eat on that, bro. His attitude with life was so strong. He's suffering with cancer all over his body. He even let us touch one of the, the tumors. But look, his attitude and his disposition on life, man, it made me step up and say, Ty, you can do better, man. Mm. So we're here in this podcast. Mm. you have something else to say? Well, just that I, you know, I was like, I had gone up there before. He's been a friend of mine. And um, I told Minister Ty Phillips that I was going and he said, I'm with you which was like so comforting. I mean, it's like you read about in the Bible, like Barnabas joined Paul, you know, and uh, or the other way around. But mm -hmm. and then my daughter at the last second, can I go? My 17 year old daughter, Cam, like Cam. Mm -hmm. two questions. Are you sure? And why? And she answered them both. She knew it was going to be. And it was such a blessing to have her there. She's 17 years old. She's about to be 18. And look, I just want to kind of go off script to talk about this next generation, man. We got to be ready for them. We got to be ready to pull the pull the word of God in them. Dave's son, we're dry. <laughs> I, I I wasn't gonna say it, but I knew I was gonna say it. <laughs> Dave's son Milo just quoted the NIV version of Philippians chapter two. That reminds me of when I was a kid, when my mom just said, "I mean, she used to make us learn scripture. We used to sit in a line every day. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is mm -hmm. my." Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment we promised, that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God and mm -hmm. salvation of everyone that believes. And we had scripture. They grew to, we had like probably three minutes of straight scripture. And so it was so, re it was so touching, but it's also so revealing people. Just know this world, this world is not dying when you still have people still depending on Christ, Amen. still de depending on the Holy Scriptures. Remember, Isaiah 2 says that, man, we're getting, we're going to come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Isaiah talks, Isaiah 2 talks about how we're going to build the Lord's house on top of the mountain, and people are going to come unto it. And that's the next generation. That's the Joshua generation. Amen. So Amen. Look, look, let's pray. Let's get in. Let's, let's pray. Dave, would you mind praying? Yep. Father God, mighty God, we come before you in humble awe, but also... Um, 
boldness to look up, to just raise our chins up and look to you, Lord God, because we've seen you move, we see you move, and it's uh, it's frightening, but it's awesome, and we just see your hand, your right hand move, and the planets line up, and people pull us, you know, old ladies say, hey, look up in the sky tonight, the planets are lining up, and you speak to us, Lord, and you put us together, and you open our eyes and hearts to things we wouldn't normally um, consider. So there's there's unity in you, Jesus, and so we ask in your name to be here, be present, Spirit, Holy Spirit, by your power, we tremble and just humbly ask you, Holy Spirit, to guide us, abide in us, let us abide in you, Lord, just as you are in the Father and the Father is in you. We ask in your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. What a prayer. What a prayer. Look, we're on episode five. Thank God we're here. Episode five. We made it to five episodes. I'm excited, but look, I expected it, man. God has some great stuff that he wants to convey to you through um, just through ministry. God's really doing a lot. So the title of this message, and I love this title, On God's Mind Before the Beginning of Time. Yes, you were on God's mind from the beginning of time. But before we get into it, I want to just encourage everyone, because I'm going to encourage you, I'm, I'm going to exhort you to pray for boldness. I've been praying for boldness every day. Just boldness. Now look at me. Look how bold I am. <laughs> look, I've been praying for boldness. And I dare you, I dare you to invite God's power and God's grace to <laughs> manifest itself on this earth. On this earth, I dare you to go even deeper in second, your life. Second. To declare the works of God the power of God, the manifestation of God in your situation, whatever you're dealing with, said, God, God, if you don't mind just coming and showing up on my behalf, have the audacity to do that. I want to encourage you and challenge you and dare you to, to pray. Psalms 33, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Just like David just prayed. Now, we're going to have chins raised to God. Mm. God is going to lift our heads. And he lifts our heads through Christ Jesus. you got to know that this is my forever ministry. It doesn't matter what you did, where you did it, who you did it to. It doesn't matter where you are and who you are and what you are. God says, come, come, come. Ask God, say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. And come, come to the yeah. Lord. God said, don't, you don't have to wait till you're perfect. Come towards me. Like Twinkie Clark said. God's going to dry every tear from your eye. Dry every tear. And that's, <laughs> such, an, that's such an encouragement. It says on, in Psalms 27, 14, it says, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You know, the Greek word for wait is kava, which means to wait, to look for, to hope, and to expect. You're not just waiting there, but you're also, what you're also doing is you're expecting God. You're looking around the corner. Preparing. You're preparing. Yeah. That's what we shared in Sierra Leone. That's the word you use, right? Preparing. It's, not, it's just not sitting patiently waiting. It's also being in expectation. Right. But I love how it says, be of good courage. Mm. The Greek word for courage is chazak. <laughs> it means be strong. Can you just hear it in the word? Chazak. Chazak, yeah. Be strong. Be God's strong. not playing around here. When yeah. he says be courageous, he means it. Be strong. Be firm. Yeah. Become strong. If you're not strong, take, take on strength. So God wants you to do that. And the last scripture, before we get started, I want everybody to consider this. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. This is 1 Peter 5, 6, that he may exalt you in due time. Mm. I love how it says, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Yeah. This is, this is, look, this is, goes right along with this lesson. I want everybody to know this. It says, humble yourself, mm. which means to make, to bring yourself low. 
If you got to bring yourself low, where are you naturally? In Christ, we're seated in heavenly places. Look, you're amazing. Everything that you want to accomplish, you can. Think highly of yourself, but be humble. Bring yourself low so that you may serve on the level of servitude. But note how amazing you are in Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. But this is also humble yourself before you point out others who are not humble. I just I never saw that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pointing out people in church who, who need to be humble, but... Yeah. Yeah. I got to humble myself. That's right. Not them. Especially because, look, we come into the dispensation of knowledge, of the knowledge of Christ. We have freedom in Christ that some people don't have freedom in Christ. You know, we just met a brother from uh, the River Brethren uh, in West Virginia. Yeah. And, you know, he, I have a different freedom that he has in Christ. He has, they come, they're, they're a sect from the Amish. So I know he's not listening to this. Bad joke. But, uh, <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> That's a hilarious so joke. <laughs> So here we go. There we go. Let me just stick it to him. I'm just joking. All right. So look, man, we learned, I learned a lot from him, but I wasn't going to, I wasn't on my cell phone while he was talking because they, you know, they have limited internet access, but they got this big farm. He showed us where an eagle's nest was. It was awesome just to listen to him. We were in West Virginia, but everybody has freedom. So before you got to bring yourself low to humble yourself so you can actually Bless the person you're with. That's what, like the Bible said. If there's food sacrificed to idols, and there's like, oh, this food is sacrificed to an idol, we don't eat that. Even though you know that it's regular food, just don't eat it, you know? Amen. That's what Minister Ty did in West Virginia, and I watched all of that, and I'm just realizing he's the minister. He, you know, um, <laughs> humbled himself and listened to the River Brethren in West Virginia, and that's kind of a big deal looking back at it because uh, that hasn't always turned out. Like it did for us. We <laughs> found unity and it was we awesome. We did and we hugged, man. I yeah. hugged I hugged, and we hugged a long time. I had a whole bunch of affection this trip, man. We, we were going to pray for, uh, we we're going to pray for Brian. We're out in the, on the porch and I said, let's hold hands. Then I start talking. Yeah. <laughs> then I start talking to Dave and I Lou conversation and me and Dave, we're just holding hands. I said, we should still get to hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> we held hands on way too long. Yeah, yeah, it's so good to laugh, man. It is great to laugh. But look, we're going to get into this lesson. But look, I want everybody to, right now, I want you to open up your eye, open up your eyes, your spiritual eyes, open up your minds to hear what God is saying, because he's saying something to you personally. People listening on Facebook Live, you know, really just understand how important you are. And we're going to get into this lesson. And, you know, if you want to share it with your friends, your pals, please do. But again, this would this is going to be streaming on uh, we're streaming on Facebook, but we offer this on every platform of podcasts. Mm -hmm. So let's get into it. The title of this lesson is On God's Mind. Kind of give us a background, sir. So the scriptures we're going to get into and read here shortly. I'll do the reading. Just yeah, just jumped out at me when I was in seminary. I, well, I read a book by Hugh Ross and he about creation, and he he pointed. He used these scriptures in support of his argument that, you know, the universe is very finely tuned and the Bible is scientific. He's mm -hmm. a scientist. Not to get into apologetics, but he used these verses in support. And, oh, my gosh, like, yes, we, everything we're going through, the, before time began, which is before we were created, God thought about us. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like uh, parents who plan to have a kid. Yeah. And they get financially set before that, you know, that not everybody, mm -hmm. I wasn't ready, Neither. right? But it's that, God did that on a grand scale nice. to prepare for it for all of us. 
I want you to consider what you go through. I want you to consider everything that is said because I want you to know that, look, you've been truly called and you, you were called, you were on God, God's mind before time began. Mm. So we're going to get into the first scripture. And I read <laughs> Ephesians 1.4, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. All in right. him before the creation of the world. Yes, and that's the, that's the, that's the um, he's chosen us before the foundation of the world. And us is whoever looks to Jesus. Yeah, 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 okay. All right, and so the next scripture is 2 Timothy 1.9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ before the world began. There it goes again. Before the world began, we was called to be in Christ. And so if we're called to be in Christ, and once we accept Christ, we're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. It's something for you to do right now. But you realize that, man, before time began, before time began, your life was truly in his hands. And I want to give another scripture in Ephesians, Ephesians 2.10. You can kind of uh, understand. It says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ unto good works, which God has before ordain, mm. ordained that we should walk in. Yeah. God has ordained your path. Yeah. He's ordained your path. And he says that he, you are his workmanship. You're his poem. Yes, 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 you know, yes, 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 yes. Everything that he has created for yeah. you is for you. So it's, it's very essential that even right now in your life, man, I know you may go, be going through so much. I know you be, may be in the position where mm. you're not even saying, man, is God real? Some people are yeah. saying, is God real? We'll get to that later. Bring it. You know, but at the end of the day, I want you to know how special you are with God. But it's going to take for you to ground yourself in Jesus Christ. Once you ground yourself in Christ, you start to see. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In order for you to learn truly who Christ is and truly who you are, it's important that you get in Christ just by accepting his ministry, accepting the gospel of Christ. You said we're his poetry. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You know, a poet, a, a poem. When you write a poem, you write with so much precision. You write with, you're not even, you're not just considering the words, you're considering how the words are designed. You're considering that you wanted to rhyme at the end. You're putting your own flavor. With, with the poem comes not just words, but it comes a style. And God has created you. Not just, you're not just a, a flesh. You're not just a, mm. a human body on this earth to, to walk around like a robot. You are his poem. A whole story. A story. A whole, yeah. Yes, an wow. intricate story. And I want you to know that, man. It took me a while to figure that out, man. It took me a while to just figure out, like, man, who is God that he's mindful of me? Yeah. That he sees me. Right. Seven billion people, God says, I see you, Ty. I'm so glad you added that verse, man. Yeah, 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 that was a good one. All right, so let's get to Titus 1-2. In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. In the hope of eternal life, eternal salvation, for God, for Christ, didn't, for God had, what's John three sixteen? God so loved the, loved the world. world. Yeah. <laughs> for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in Him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life, shall inherit eternal life. You know, it's important that you understand that this is a promise He gave before the world began. Isn't it amazing? Like, what do you mean before the world began? 
he knew that he would we, we would need a redeemer from before the world began yeah he did i love how you know he talks about it to uh, adam and eve he talks about you know the child who's going to bruise his head and you know the original thought was that was going to be seth because he was the next child mm-hmm. born but it spoke of a further day it spoke of the day that jesus christ is going to liberate the whole entire human species. And we're going to even get into that. Matter of fact, I get into it now. <laughs> Let's look at Hebrews 10.4. I know we're jumping through the word, but look, this Bible's awesome. Yes. This Bible's awesome. We're, now we're going to talk about the predestination of Jesus Christ himself. Hebrews 10.4 through 7. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book written about me to do thy will, O God. He's come in the volume of the book that was written about him, that was predestined. Even Christ had a mission he had to fulfill. Let's look at you. You have a mission you need to fulfill. It's time to do it. It's time to get on that horse, man. God's been trying to tell you, you've been hearing it all your life. Boy, you're going to preach. <laughs> I, you know, boy, you got, God got something special for you. You know, have anybody ever approached you? You don't even know him. They say, man, there's something special about you. Yeah. That was God speaking to you. Absolutely. I want you to know before time began, God has a, God has a special plan for you. I want you to know that. And he made contingencies for every, every oh God, yeah. possible mistake we could make. Mm-hmm. The ones that the deaths and the just the worst things that have happened, he made contingencies for that to bring us back yes. out to life. Yes, yes, and we must know that. All right, so let's go to the next verse. First Corinthians two seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Very important scripture once again, and I want you to know, glory, Greek word doxa. The manifestation of God's presence on this earth. What is the glory of God? You look around you, you look at your child, that's the, that's the glory of God. Mm. That's the glory of God. How in the world can I produce something like so yeah. amazing? Yeah. Even if your kid's bad, just still say, you know, <laughs> you got to speak by faith, man. Yeah. You don't be afraid to speak by faith. You know, God says, you know, the Bible says, you know, let the weak say I'm strong. It doesn't say let the weak say I'm not weak. You understand? Mm. Because if you're weak, you're weak, but... By God, by Christ, and with the strength of God, you're going to say, no, I'm strong, and then God will endure you in strength. But God didn't say, hey, I'm not weak. Look, if you're weak, if you're sick, you know, you're sick. But God says, you don't say, I'm sick. You said, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. So you don't deny what you see, but you speak the word of life. Amen. Yeah, and be patient with yourself. You know, I'm 52, and I'm just getting this. You know, I was this guy, and, you know, as strong as I could make myself because I wanted to face war and the biggest fear I could find death. And I did, and I did it, but I, there was still fear in my heart. I think because of the lighting, they can't really see what that is. Yeah. That is a soldier with a, a rifle. It's a really great uh, piece of art. Yeah. It's a picture of, you know, people who it's called green eyes. It's us in, in the war mm-hmm. Delta force. So my point is, you know, um, it comes when you when you go to God, and it's a process. Some people it's shorter, some people it's longer, but but it, I'm here to tell you it works. God is God. Amen. 
Amen. Everybody was, uh, let's read this last scripture, then we'll get into it. First Peter 1 20, who verily was foreordained, for, <laughs> that's two words, let me put it, put it together. First Peter 1 20, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Christ was manifested in these last times, in the last day. We're living in the last day. A lot of people think that, oh, my God, you're saying the world's coming to an end by saying living in the last day? No, no, the last day is where the current state that we're in as far as the world coming to a place where we realize how important Jesus is to us. Jesus is called the last Adam, you know? Yeah, so yes and no. The world is coming to an end, but it's going to be recreated. Yes, and that's a, that's a whole other story. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's a mystery. The verse before that, we are in a mystery. So, mm -hmm. you know, yes, we can't see these things, but we know. Everybody knows the spirit. The spirit life is, is the mystery, yeah. the invisible, but yet it's our conscience. It's our ability to love. Yes. And we are to start to allow ourselves to dare to believe the spiritual realm over the earthly realm. If God says something... I believe it, and that settles it. That was the old 80s mantra. God said it, I believe it, that settles it. You know, and we ought to still live by that, man, because God is still speaking by his spirit. I want everybody to understand that. But so, so here's what we're talking about. We're talking about predestiny. We're talking about you're foreordained. We talked about that, look, God's called you to a purpose. And I want you to know, like, since God has called you to a purpose, it's really time that you start designing that purpose for your life. And the first thing you can do, you know, this is the, this is the easy part. The first thing you do is rest. Mm. Yeah. Rest in God. That's one thing that, that, that people get that mixed up. Because at the end of the day, I want, I want you to hear this. God created man on the sixth day. But he rested on the seventh day, which was man's first day. Man, you rest in God's finished work. Jesus Christ already paid the price for your penalties. He's already paid the price for your infractions. He's already paid the price for your dream. It's essential that as you start to grow in God, as you start to say, man, mm, God's been telling me to really start writing down my lyrics, man. I want to, I want to, I want to be a Christian hip hop artist. I want to say, I want to be a hip hop artist. You know, I want to speak for lo the Lord. I want to be a preacher. I want to be a, a doctor. God is saying, you know, it's, I've called you to that. Yep. Now it's important that you start walking down that path but it starts with resting to believe that god has called you and god has laid out the path for you and god's gonna make a way for you it's essential that you understand that god's gonna make a way for you god's gonna make a way he will. It's, it's like we get to the point where we don't we stop believing that god will make a way for you god says i will bring a river a river in the desert <laughs> i'll bring a river for you in the desert i will do that because you're the bride of christ and so rest, I was in seminary, and it, uh, I read dozens of books for, for courses, and it alluded to this, but not until I read your book. That's why in our Christology you know, class at church, I say, here's the 1,200-page dictionary or mm -hmm. Ty's book. You, they say the same thing in different ways. Rest is important. Heart That's where book. <laughs> yeah, rest is uh, sort of like waiting. Uh, you know, it's an active rest of yes. coming before the Lord. Yep. You can watch TV and you can eat popcorn, but, um, you know, at that part of the day where you feel something going on, move uh, in rest, move to prostrate yourself before the Lord and, 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 and find him. Nice. All right. So I'm going to read another scripture. It's in Romans 8. It's verse 29 through 30. 
when everybody, when, as I read this scripture, I want you to consider Jesus. I want you to consider yourself. Man, that's a real word, church. Church. <laughs> that's a real word. That's a real word, listeners. The name of Jesus. The world has tried to make that. You ever seen on comedies, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. They make it so they try to make a mockery out of that name, but that's the most powerful name yeah. in our language. It always has been. It is. Use it. Use <laughs> the name of Jesus. Okay. All right. Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of, the, of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. It's very essential that you realize, like, man, you're part of God's process. Yeah. God needs you to do his work. It says that in this scripture, it says that, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Let me tell you something. God has something so special for you that you will be the first one to birth what God has. And many people will follow you because God has something that's just for you. Even if it's doing the same thing, even if it's starting a podcast, your podcast will be different than our podcast. You know, we have something special. I'm a minister. You know, I wrote a book. You know, I do some Bible studies in Africa. And we got Dave here, who's totally different than me. He's been, you know, he's an Army Ranger, ex-Delta Force operator, you know, <laughs> doing wild stuff. You know, then he went to seminary. Then he coached uh, coach football. <laughs> you know, it's just the path has led us together. Amen. And, and now we have a, a certain flavor that we provide. Yeah, if, if you've ever thought about God, is there a God? You're called. He, he, he's, That's right. The Spirit's putting that in your heart to consider mm. him. That's, what, that's where it gets twisted. Some people think, uh, that's nothing. That wasn't nothing. That wasn't God that was speaking to me. That, that's not God that wants me to go out and uh, start praying for people. That's not God that wants me to go outside and, and uh, you know, plant a garden, something that simple. That's not God that wants me to, to go, uh, you know, start this business. But it is God. It is. That's, what this, that's why the, yeah. before time began, he thought about you. He thought about you, and he thought about the impact you would be making on this world. So it's important. So, man, some, someone may be saying, man, I'm 40 years old now. I done messed up. Man, please, look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> look, it ain't too late mm -mm. to begin to do, to, to do God's work. And God says the former, the latter days will be better than the former. And God says, I will restore the years that yeah. the pommel worm and the canker worm has eaten away. Look, I don't care how bad of a person you were. If you turn to God, God will supernaturally fix your life. You must know that, man. Amen. I wish everybody would. I mean, God's doing it for me. You know, I was a knucklehead. I was a knucklehead, man. I acted stupid back in times, my day. Huh? Yeah, a couple <laughs> thousand times. But God says, Ty, I'm calling you back. If you would hear my voice, harden not your heart as mm. in the day of provocation. Isn't that crazy? After you hear the voice of God, don't harden your heart and say that's not God. What happened was in Exodus, no, Numbers, in Numbers, the children of Israel just came out of Egypt. They just came out of Egypt. And all of a sudden, they said, all right, we're going to go into the promised land. So he sent the 12 spies. They came back and said, look, man, there's giants in this land. And Joshua and Caleb was like, no, 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 their defenses are down. Let us go up at once. We got them. We'll be, they'll be bread to us. But the children of Israel was like, no, they cried all night. They cried all night. And God says, I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to kill them all. So mm -hmm. Moses was like, hey, God, yeah. chill out. Please, God, don't kill them, everybody. 
Don't kill everybody. And God changed his mind. But that was a day God was provoked because they knew how amazing God was. Mm -hmm. They knew how amazing God was, but they limited yeah. God. They hardened their heart. And they says, and they said, nah, we're not able to, we're not able. God's not able. Let me tell you something. You may be saying this with your mouth, but I need you to say it with your heart. God is able to turn your situation around. You must know that. I, direct, I look directly into the camera when I say it because I good. want you to know God can do it. Please believe it. Please put God to the test. Please try God. If you try God, look, he won't fail you. God says, if you believe in me, I won't put you to shame. You, won't not, you will not be ashamed. If you have faith in me, if you hope in me, God said, I won't put you to shame. You must know that. That's why I'm here, man. There's no turning back now. Like, I... You know, I was such a quiet Christian for so long, and I believe in my identity was the army and this and that, and it wasn't working. And I finally surrender, surrender, surrender over and over to God. Here I am. I, there's no going back. If I got to face giants, and I do, this is one of them. Here I am, God. I trust you. Take me. Use me. Here I am. Send me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Man, we, we got a section called application, but we've been <laughs> talking about application the whole time. Yeah. But look, we're let's excited. get into it. Yeah, yeah. This, this is worth being excited about because I see God changing lives. I see someone listening to this and say, you know what? I'm going to give God a try. I'm going to give him a try. I'm going to give him a try because uh, Brother Dave and Brother Ty said, man, to try it. Yeah. God, God is waiting for you, to give it, for, for you to give him a try. And once you do, he says, yes, I can do it. I can do it. And he's going to be active in your life, and you're going to see that God is God. When is the last time you asked yourself, is God real? Mm, mm. That's deep. And what if Jesus is who he say he is? Then what? Ooh, yeah. That's deep. <laughs> For me, it was five minutes ago when, when, yeah. you were, when you were challenging the viewers, like, do I? And that's why I said, look, here I am. My identity is now here. I, I, I have to do it constantly. So don't, you know, it's not like one and done, me and Ty are good. Yeah. It does build. But we're yeah. like trains on tracks, man. It turns, yeah. it changes slowly. So awesome. I shared this in the Sunday school. I was teaching Sunday school, and I was like, "What if everybody was talking about bad about you, but Jesus was sitting in the back, just looking at you, assuring you that you're okay? Would you care what anybody else is saying?" They're like, "No, if Jesus was back there," and I was like, "He is. <laughs> Jesus is with us. He's with us. So you must know that, like, man, God is with us. God is with you. You must deem that as a reality." What if Jesus is actually who he says? What if Jesus is a redeemer? What if Jesus is a healer? He is. He's all that, and he's more. But look, habits are hard to make and break. Yes. But everything we do is, is habitual, and that's just that's not good or bad. That's just how we, how we roll. So um, I still have the bad habits of um, caring too much what people think. I do. When Ty said mm -hmm. that, who would still care what people think if Jesus was here? I do. But when I'm honest about that, man, I get like another step of boldness. Mm -hmm. A little bit of the veil is lifted when I'm honest about how I feel. I do still care too much what people think. Man, and that's, you know, I do too. There it is. Yeah, there it is. All right, so it's going to long term, and we're going to go and close it down, shut it down for the day. I feel like we're giving you like, man, I'm not trying to say we're giving you the best meal, but look, you ate, you ate good today. You ate good today. <laughs> All right, here we go. Long term, Dave wrote this. If faith must move... And we're saying it does. We challenge you to make one bold move a day out of a faith that looks to Jesus to provide. If he is what he say he is, then he will do what he'll say he will do. Who is Jesus? 
If he is who he is, he'll do what he said he would do. And he said a lot, but we're saying he'll provide, period. Well, Not provide food, shelter, clothing. He will, but he will provide exactly what you need. And this is our last challenge to you today. You're like, man, Ty, you're challenging me a lot today. It's good. Make one bold move for day. I try to do that. Before the, before the night ends, I try to make one bold move per day before I, before I go to sleep. And if I haven't made one, I try to think of one to do real fast. If it's not even just maybe, maybe calling my brother in Phoenix, saying, hey, bro, how you doing? Love you. Hey, let's pray together. He's like, word. Or we stop to get gas and Ty's talking to this old lady filling up her car next to us at 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, hey, that's a nice looking Tacoma or whatever, you know, because he used to sell cars and... She's smiling, and, you know, it, she just changed from a grumpy look to a, to a smile. So That's our job. That's our job. One bold move a day. At uh, least. You know, at least. At, <laughs> there you go. At least one bold move. If you, if you got to make three or four, make them. Yeah. And God's going to back you, man. God, God has given you the power to overcome. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you so much for this time, for the, uh, the freedom to be here to speak. There's places where there's persecution. We are not so persecuted we think we are and we are a little bit but um we can still do this lord we can proclaim your name freely we thank you for that holy spirit we thank you for redeeming our lives for giving us the boldness we need to proclaim you lord let us always do that so that your name will be known and we will have life in you jesus amen